This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, January the 25th, 2016. Good morning, buenos dias, bienvenue. It's Monday in the Patriot Trading Group News Hour. Gold and silver, it's what we do. <laughs> the physical delivery of gold and silver. And you can give us a call at 1-800-951-0592. And the lovely Wendy will be there to take your call. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its owner. His name's Joe Jaquin. He's the money behind this show. It's his opinion. He does all the research. Joe, it's Monday, and I'm here to ask you. I, I just want to know, how are you this hungover Monday morning after that Cardinals well, loss? I'm not hungover, but uh, I wish I was. <laughs> you know what? You never introduce yourself anymore. I never have. You always used to. I never did. When I took away your little script, Homer, Joe... Cardinals lost, Broncos won, and I'm going to, what can I say? We're all a little down on that, aren't we? It's hurtful. You're right. Because, you know what, I was hoping, when I saw that Denver won, I couldn't, I I was, I'm I'm not going to lie about, shocked that they beat Patriots. Thought for sure, right? We all know the, the story of, you know, the two best quarterbacks of, of, I would say our generation, older generation, and I'll say older since, you know, anybody that's in their 40s, I would have to say, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady over the last, what, 15, 16, 17 years. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, the next generation gets Cam Newton. Right, right. There, There you go, right? And everyone knows the history, right? Peyton Manning can't beat Tom Brady to save his life. That was proven wrong. Yesterday. That was proven wrong. And then uh, this is how bad it got for me. So my youngest son, they have the the West Coast Elite Showcase Basketball Tournament, and all the best teams in Phoenix are in it. And I'm like, what? Don't they know? The Cardinals are playing the Panthers. And the championship game is right at 5 o'clock. And my son's team was in it. Hello. They won it. And I was able to not get an update on anything. Oh, you turned all your alerts off. Turned everything off, told nobody to tell me nothing. I've got it TiVo'd. I got home. And I just, I could not believe my eyes. And I wanted to unsee what I was seeing, but I couldn't because I saw it. Heartbreaking. What a loss. I mean, I mean, we didn't show up. It was terrible. It was horrible. And I'm telling you, my wife actually said because of my upsetness, my your upsetness. Yeah. Dude, I don't get it. I don't understand why you guys get so upset over it's a game. And I'm like, it's been 17 weeks of NFL football, and it's, it's over for it's, me now. Oh, the calamity. And now what do I have to look forward to? And I'm telling you, this city was so behind 
And we're in Phoenix. So we were so behind. We were ready. We were ready. And when I saw that Denver one, I was like, oh, the glory of it all. Because we're live here in Phoenix. We're live in Denver. I mean, what great things. If those two could have met. Yeah. If they could have met. You know, and I had all these visions. I'll run a Bronco special, a Cardinals special. You know, right? Oh, no. Down the drain. Over. Yeah, all right. We, uh, all right. We're Enough lamenting. We're gonna, lamenting. We are lamenting. I will say this. On my way into work this morning, and I, I don't know who said it, but it was very, it was just symbolized everything that I felt, which is you can take the quarterback out of Cincinnati. You just can't take the Cincinnati out of the quarterback. <laughs> Carson Palmer, what happened? What happened to you, son? All right, that does it for sports. I'm not no, sorry about, about that, folks. Sorry about that. And we know that you're here to find out and listen to your financial weather report. <laughs> Speaking of the weather, now they blamed all the bad retail sales numbers during Christmas. What did they? It was the weather's fault. What else did they come it up was, with? It was too warm. Uh, that's why. Right. That was what they said. So if I, I didn't blizzard, know, I didn't been know when I didn't know that nice weather meant nobody went shopping. You think it'd be just the opposite, right? Hey, when the weather's bad, people stay inside, which is what happened all along the East Coast this weekend. So I've got you know what? We'll just see what happens. I'm I'm going to try to keep track of how many reports that come out that are bad that they blame on the weather. And then, how does that make any sense? Wait a minute, it was too warm? Now it was too, what, too snow, too cold? I don't know what the optimal shopping weather is. Maybe that's what we need. Can they tell us so, what the optimal shopping weather is? Was the weather too good for people to go buy cars because those didn't tell they sell either that's one of the things in the retail right oh right. yeah right because they didn't sell it well let me tell you right now as far as i heard like they shut down like whole entire cities you know washington dc new york city and it's funny as i called my mom my mom lives in syracuse mom meatloaf i don't know what she's doing up there right i really don't you really I don't. never know what she's doing and and i said to her ma How's it going up there? You know? And she's like, oh, we're not getting any. She started telling me about what, I don't want to say, but, you know, how her health was sure. and who's died and who's getting married and who's this and that. And I'm like, Ma, what about the snow? And she's like, oh, we're not even getting any of that. So there you go. Patriot Radio News Hour. I promise we'll get to it right after the break. Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, Homer Lopez, and all of you, thank you so much for tuning in. Wherever that may be, whenever that may be. Of course, this show podcasted all around the world. Can you say that? I mean, people all around the world listen. I don't know if it's podcasted all around the world because I, I don't know how the okay, okay. goes to let, podcasting. Let me, correct that for you. Or, let me just correct 
It doesn't get podcast around the world. You're welcome to go to our website and listen to a podcast, but the podcast doesn't get shot out. It doesn't you work. go to our website, click on the podcast, and feel free to listen to any of our shows. At allamericangold.com. See, I don't know. That's you know. simple. It's that simple. I'll just tell you, Joe, you know what? It just helps the listener by you being, you know, not knowing, I'm us answering this right. question. Right. I'm, I'm trying to get better. You're helping the situation, not hurting it, so you're fine. So let's play a little game. Better or worse? I'm in. Better or worse? If you heard that Caterpillar got downgraded to a cell, would you say things were better or worse? Worse, sir. For, for America. I'm hitting the button. Worse. Worse. It's worse for America okay. if they got I just heard the word downgrade, so that means worse. Downgrade means, right, I, and I would agree with that. If you read a headline, that says U.S. consumer banks, and they and let me just most all U.S. consumer banks are trimming workers. Better or worse? That's worse. That's worse. We're trimming people. We're unemploying them. That would sound worse. That right? That would in my mind. You know what sounds worse? worse? Is using the word unemploying. That's not a word. I just said that. But anyway. People hey, we can make unemployed. up words here we, if we want. <laughs> exactly. But all I see is unemployment. I've made up words. I make them up all the time. There you go. Every once in a while, one of you will email me and bust me on the fact that I made up a word. And uh, the sad part is, is most of the time I knew I made it up. But even worse is when you say it, to send it to me, and I didn't know that that wasn't a word, because I actually thought it was. There you go. And then I look it up and realize, yes. I am a more. We're on two worses right now. So that's two, two, two. How about if New York City got shut down for an entire weekend? Would that be better or worse for the economy? People aren't going out. They're staying indoors. Worse. I'm yes, just, that's my I'm, final answer. Worse. Worse. I'm just checking. Because those were some of the headlines this morning. Those are good headlines. And and so then I, I decided, how about this one? Twitter fires four executives. Twitter did. Twitter. Better or worse? If they fire four executives, who cares? I, I really don't know, but who cares? I mean, if I mean, they're a billion-dollar company. Those guys are going to walk away with a big severance package. They'll be fine. Four people? Who cares? I'm going to go with no answer. No pass. 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 Because I don't care. I really don't. I don't because think anybody so, really did. But, uh, you know what? Them, like Facebook, they don't offer anything tangible to the world other than a communication device, right? That's not true. What do they offer? Jimmy Kimmel does these mean tweet segments. Oh, those are hilarious. Right, you turn me on. I don't watch them, right. but I do go to YouTube about once a month to see if he's done another one. Because I think they're hilarious. They're hilarious. But here's the headline. Most U.S. consumer banks are cutting jobs and trimming branches. Bank of America and Citigroup reduced headcount by the most, eliminating 20,000 staffers between them, according to their fourth quarter earnings. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase said that they were more than happy to part ways with 6,700 workers. And then it says that the bank is also reducing the number of branches. 
J.P. Morgan said that they eliminated 3.4% of all their branches in the United States. And it says that the reduction of headcount came at its consumer and community banking divisions. Bank of America says that they operate 129 fewer, quote-unquote, financial centers. And Citigroup said that they got rid of about 4% of all of their financial centers. But then I read this headline. And this is, this is really how the new world is operating. So the, the U.S. consumer banks, they're firing all the tellers. They're closing all the branches. They're reducing headcounts in their trading divisions and all of those other things. But then uh, I went out to, there's a website out there that's called Nearshore Americas. And there is an article there saying that U.S. financial service giants like Morgan Stanley are going to save up to a billion dollars by outsourcing some of its low or some of its jobs to low-cost countries in Asia and Eastern Europe. According to the USA Today, the bank has already slashed 25% of its jobs in its fixed income and commodities union, uh, units as part of its restructuring and eliminated 1,200 jobs in certain areas the new restructuring plan and here's what they said that that the problem is and i think this is this is great if it was actually somewhere where people could see it here was jay or morgan stanley on what the problem is we have too many employees based in high cost centers doing work that could sensibly be done in lower cost centers. Now, we knew about all the manufacturing jobs, right? Because after we passed NAFTA and GATT, they came out and told we didn't want those jobs. And now we have our financial institutions. So you know what, we've looked at this. And we've decided that we have too many people working in these high-cost areas, which, by the way, a high-cost area is the United States. I mean, let's just lay that out there for everybody. And it says that, uh, like technology companies, Morgan Stanley is mulling the idea of automating jobs by making the most of new technologies, such as robotics, can you imagine that? You go <laughs> you go to the bank, and it's a robot. I mean, that's what we're coming. You know what? Pretty soon, I think they may outlaw people from the bank. I just read that Norway is saying that cash is such a problem. Cash, cash. That Norway should consider, Norway's banks are making a push to try to get the government of Norway to outlaw it. Because it's such a, it's so inconvenient. They've got to count it, right? We don't know what people do with it. You know, they come in and they want to, you know, they want 
$1,000 or $5,000 and instead of using their debit card or their credit card, it's just very inconvenient. And I start thinking about all of these banks and they're cutting all the costs and you look at at the banks here, they're trying to close branches, they're trying to get rid of tellers. You know, I don't ever, I, I shouldn't say ever. But if I go into a bank more than once a year, there's usually a problem. But my wife, or you have to sign right, something. But but right, that's you, right, right. Or I got to sign. That's there. You go. That's usually why I got to go. But Wendy and my wife are telling me that it's gotten to the point. It's getting ridiculous. Wendy said today, "Hey, I'm going to go." to make the deposit at noon today at this other branch because I hate my branch. I don't even know. We I guess we have a, a multiple branches. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what are you talking Because there's never anybody there. you got to wait in line for 30, 45 minutes. But now they're saying, get ready, says the process of automating jobs likely to get begin in India. The outsourcing capital of the world where it says that U.S. banks have recently opened a 180,000-square-foot office large enough to employ 1,400 workers. Morgan Stanley has a similar office in the city of Mumbai, where they have 2,400 people working. And it says cost cuts are already yielding better results for them, which means... uh, just a matter of time before all the other banks follow suit. I wonder if Donald Trump could impose a tariff on that. Just got to find ways to, you know, get money out of it. Right? Isn't that what he's looking at? Now you start looking at this, and where are we going? You know, we talk about how there hasn't really been a big recovery, right? And we're in this period where no one can quite figure it out. Interest rates were zero for almost seven years, and now this quarter of a point may derail the whole thing. And and how, why was Christmas so bad? And the unemployment rate so good? And then you start thinking about what it is that they've gutted. Because in order to figure out what's wrong, you got to go back and look at, well, what jobs did we get rid of? That if the unemployment rate is to be, be believed, and listen, I want to believe it. I do. I want to believe the unemployment rate is 5% and going down. This may be the worst 5% unemployment economy in the history of the United States. Yeah, it's not looking like a positive right now. (laughs) Right? So why is it? I mean, there's only two possibilities. And they both may be true. Number one, the data's wrong. Right? Imagine that. And everybody that, if you've been listening to me for about the last six to eight months, I've been telling you that problem number one is the data's wrong. They're... I don't want to say they're lying, right? I don't want to go that far. But what they have done 
is the way they've decided to count a job today versus the way they counted jobs 30 years ago is significantly different. And then if you go back just in the last, say, 15 years, the way they've counted jobs is the same, but all of a sudden we've had this this whole new category that really used to be a fringe category. Temporary worker. Sure. That was a fringe category. Part-time work. That was another, really, believe it or not, it was a fringe category. Most people that got jobs, when they said we've created this many jobs, 85 90% were full-time jobs. Now, when we create jobs, almost six or some almost forty percent of all the jobs created are part time and temporary. So we've had this huge shift in the type of job. So, so that's number one, right? And and then the other possibility is that the data is correct. But the jobs that we are now getting are no longer of equal value of the jobs that we lost. I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. Right? Now, I think if you put the two together, you've got the United States. And now we find out, hey, guess what? Even jobs we thought weren't going to go away. Looks like they're going away. Welcome back. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Give us a call at 1-800-951-0592. Dow's down a hundred points. Well, apparently not even a snowstorm can make crude oil stay up forever. Uh, crude oil uh, falling back down right about $31 this morning. Gold's up over $11, $1,107.50. Silver's up $0.18, cents, $14.00. 25 cents. The U.S. Mint has now sold the initial 4 million for 2016. 4 million ounces. And now they're saying that they can sell a million a week. We're talking about U.S. Silver Eagles. I guess I should probably uh, explain that process. They are selling every ounce. Because right now the U.S. Mint says that's about max capacity for Silver Eagles. It's about a hundred, I mean, I'm sorry, about a million Silver Eagles a week. And so far, through the first couple of weeks here, they have sold every single allotment of U.S. Silver Eagles. So that puts us at at least six million ounces now for 2016, and we still got another week left, and I'm sure that allotment is going to be more of the same. I do know at that pace, that can't last. In other words, the you know, and we've talked about how these cycles work, but the mint orders six weeks ahead of time, so I'm sure they knew, hey, 2016, where it's always a big year, we're going to order big, but then the sales start falling off and and so far we haven't seen the fall off 
so we'll have to see right now uh, U.S. Silver Eagles for anybody that that's ordered in the last three or four days, five days. We don't have any for another three weeks, but they're coming. Uh, right now, our our next delivery of Silver Eagles, which will, will let, let me just be, our first delivery of 2016 Silver Eagles isn't even going to be uh, for another couple weeks. But as soon as we get them, uh, they're going to go right out. If you want to order them, just understand that whether you're ordering online or, or you call us on our 800 number, uh, just know we're looking right now at a minimum of two weeks for those of you that ordered two weeks ago. If you're ordering today, it's a minimum three to four weeks on U.S. Silver Eagles. Still no update from the Canadian Mint for everybody waiting on platinum. I I truly apologize. Here's the good news. Platinum was up big today. Last I saw, platinum was up over $30 to the ounce this morning. We are hopefully still on schedule for delivery here, hopefully in the next two weeks, three weeks at the most. As soon as they get here, they'll be out. As soon as they get here, they will be out. I'm not taking any orders on platinum. None. Zero. And uh, that's the update there. By the way, the U.S. Mint said they have sold more gold eagles in 2016 than they sold in all of January, in January of 2016, than they did all of last January, and they did that in the first three days. Man, they're pushing those silver eagles. And this was this on the gold eagle side. On oh, the gold, Just, wow. Same thing there. So we, we've seen huge info, ETF inflows. First time, and I want to say... Three or four years, ETF inflows, that's the paper gold, uh, is rising as well. And so we're, we'll, we'll continue to wait to see what happens. Uh, this just coming out, the Dallas Fed manufacturing, wow, negative 34.6. That is now deep into depression mode. Uh, that followed up December's number, which was negative 20.1. And it says that uh, the Dallas Fed had this to say about uh, manufacturing in Texas. They expect the continued depression in the oil and gas industries to negatively impact our customer base and result in significant demand reductions. I think that's better or worse for the United States economy? I'm going to go worse. And you start adding up all the worse. Seems like there's a whole lot more of those than, than, there, than there are of better. You know, before the break, we were talking about the jobs. What's wrong with the recovery? They're not real numbers. I think what we're establishing is they're not giving honest well, numbers. Honest numbers, different numbers, right? Numbers are numbers. No, not if they're not real. You say numbers are numbers, yes, in numbers. theory. But if they're but, not but, but here, here's, numbers, well, here's what I'm getting at. All right, numbers are numbers. They could say the unemployment rate is three. 
They could say it's 30. It's still just a number. Correct. What I like to go on is, based on the numbers that they're giving us, why is it that the results are different? In other words, any time in the history of this country, when you go back and you see the unemployment rate falling the way it has and getting to this 5%, we've never had such low growth. We've never actually seen wait. Now, they're trying to say, oh, well, wages are going up, but if you if you just take out the, the top 1%, if they're not, right? You just get rid of that one group. Get rid of the CEO pays. Right? Yes, Jamie Dimon got a big $20 million raise. I get it. Wages are going down. And then you have to say, okay, I'm going to say, based on these results, that whatever we did that got rid of these jobs and replaced these jobs with those jobs, has had a negative impact on the United States. I'm sure that America is agreeing with you right now. Right? Wouldn't that be a logical thing to assume? Hey, you know what? We had an unemployment rate of about 5% 20 years ago. That was considered to be a pretty good place to be. Anything below 5% is full employment, according to someone who wrote a book. (laughs) Someone who wrote a book, put a bunch of data together, put a bunch of numbers together, said, hey. And here's how the the theory goes on that. They they spec, you know what, I'll tell you about full employment when we get back. Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back right after the break. Hey, welcome back. It's a beautiful Monday at the Patriot Radio News Hour. As Joe's talking about employment, unemployment, the numbers that they're giving out there, it makes you wonder. It does make you wonder what stats are they put? Where are they pulling this, these stats from? How can we be at a five percent unemployment rate with all of the layoffs that have happened this year? How can we be where we're at with the numbers they're giving us? And it's like I say, I don't think those numbers are factual. I don't think those numbers are, um, uh, and, and uh, I'm not the only one. Pundits across America are sitting there going, where do they get these numbers from, Joe? And as you were saying, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to look at it rationally. So when we, when we, we try to understand how should we fix it. But why do you fix something that's good? Because what they're telling us, is our employment well, this is, 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 part, right, this good. is part of the problem, right? They're trying to So that to means say, they're not fixing it, Joe. To me, they're not trying to fix it this, because they're giving good stats. Can, can I say this? This is why it's good news for us. And when I say us, I mean Patriot, trading, anybody that's, that's buying gold and silver. This is good news. Because you're right, they're not trying to fix it. Because they are trying to get us to believe that it isn't broken. 
that it's good numbers that we have, that everyone's getting employed. There are jobs left and right. In fact, there's not enough people to the, for the jobs that we're outsourcing them or we're bringing people in. Not you, America. Not you, American citizen. Not you, graduating college intern. Not you. We're going to give those jobs to some kid from India or whatever other country. I don't care where it's from. I'm right. not... and, and, and we're talking about in-source and outsource. We're talking about visa programs for skilled, unskilled. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. If they can outsource it, even better. I mean, we're sitting here where, where there's a point where, where, you know, when you're looking at all of these things, at least to me, it's pretty simple. We need to undo what we did. Anybody that would look, would look at it rationally would say, well, we, we didn't have to engage in the in the 90s and we got rid of all those manufacturing jobs and I'm going to tell you right now we haven't get you haven't got rid of all of them yet we're sure heading that direction but though. we're coming right look at the the General Motors and their Buicks that's just the start and you sit there and you start thinking about what we're replacing that with. And what's happened is we're replacing a, a manufacturer, a assembly line worker, 40 hour a week, middle class, you know, 50, 60, and, and some of the better ones, 70, $80,000 a year jobs. What's nuts about that is we're not replacing that with artificial intelligence, robots, or anything else. We're just bringing foreigners in to take those jobs, or we're shipping those jobs across the ocean. That's what is bothering me about it. Right. It's not just, listen, and plenty of robots have been added. I'm telling you, right? McDonald's was in Los Angeles this weekend, and I'm here to tell you, there are McDonald's that you don't even see employees there anymore. You go up and touch screen your order. Touch screen your order, put your card in, you get your food. Not a person, not a customer service, not a thing. But when we talk about the majority of jobs, when we talk about the unemployment rate, and when we talk about solving these issues, and I listen to these people who are running for president, whether it's on the Democratic side or whether it's on the conservative side, I'm just here to tell you this. None of them are talking about that. None of them are talking about the fact that we're outsourcing all our jobs or we're insourcing foreigners to take our jobs. And, and I want to say this. Because there's some people, oh, well, free enterprise. And I'm going to say this. You didn't used to be able to do it. Because the way the laws were written, it was simple math. But now it's encouraged. And now we're seeing it. I just read it to you. I can't do any more than that. Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, they've done the math. Hey, you know what? We have too many people in these high-cost areas, <laughs> these high-cost centers. It just makes good sense for us to move those jobs to the lower-cost center. How long are we going to sit by and allow this to continue? That's my question. How long? What are we waiting for? 
Because I'm going to tell you right now, we're not out of this thing. I know they want to believe that they are. They thought they could fix it like they always do with a printing press. That's always been the central bank's answer to anything. Print more money. It's always been our elected officials' answer to everything. Spend more money. Right? We just saw, they just the CBO just told us, oh, by the way, that those deficits, those falling deficits, yeah, those are over. We're going to add another $130 billion. That's, that, you know what? That's their entry-level number, $130 billion more. Right? What, what, what's that? $250 billion, then $500 billion, then a trillion more. They don't want to fix what the actual problem is. It's like handing somebody that's got a cold a Kleenex. Yeah, it allows you to wipe the snot off, but it actually doesn't help the cold. Not a pretty metaphor, but well, okay. well, thank, you. Right. well thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was well, going for something. Uh, well, I, I see the symbolic issue being that the mucus <laughs> right? <laughs> it can only be, get cleaned up so much, but we're not solving the illness. Right, we're just right? Want, we just want to clean up the mucus. <laughs> it's all we want to do, right? They don't want to get their hands dirty and, and go back and say, you know what, Ben, we made a mistake. Because guess what? Dow 16,000 didn't help us. All the things that they promised would come from free trade, from NAFTA, from GAP, from technology, all of it didn't help Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. You know, a team works all season to get to a Super Bowl. And the one thing I'll tell you is, in sports, there's always next season. When, you're, when it comes to your finances, is there a next season? When it comes to your personal wealth, is there a next season? I'm here to tell you, there isn't. You've got you've to constantly be working on it. There's only one season. And I'm telling you, that's why we're here. Prepare for tomorrow. You never know what it may bring. A quick look in at the markets. The Dow is down 85 points, uh, just a few points above 16,000, 16,008. Uh, the Nasdaq's down 19. The S&P is down 11. Crude oil down a dollar 69. Where's it at? What's the actual number? Uh, Thirty dollars 45 cents. Apparently, like I said, uh, Friday. Remember Friday? Crude oil was rallying because it was snowing in winter. Apparently, someone figured out. Hey, guess what? Winter comes every year. Uh, gold's up 12 of 1108 dollars. Silver's up. 18 cents, 14 dollars, 25 cents. Friday, I ran a special on 20 dollar liberties, 20 dollar gold pieces at 1260 dollars, and I had, and I want to say I had like maybe 30. It wasn't a big number, but I only sold maybe 10 of them. I think actually the real number I think was seven of them. Gold's up 12 bucks. 
twelve hundred and sixty bucks until I'm out of them at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That was already a great price. Now you factor in another twelve dollar price in gold that makes it even that much better. Take advantage of it. Put some away. I got a, I got a feeling that these people are not only are they going to double and triple down on the we print money and we spend money as the solution, right? We'll just keep wiping away the mucus and hope that you don't notice that we're not actually trying to fix the problem. And you're going to be really glad that you put away some gold and silver because I I think it's going to be I thought 2015 was a wild year. 2016 is going to be much, much worse. All the rest of the world's talking about QE here in America. We've already gone. Listen, we're not even a month in. They've already gone from four rate hikes. By Friday, they were down to one. I've got a funny feeling that not only are we not going to get one, the one that we got may go the other way. Something to think about. Just something to think about. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. If you've never done business with us, and I don't mean to brag, but we are the best at this. Just call us up and just say, I want the special. All we're going to say is, how many would you like? That's it. We're not going to bait and switch you. We're not going to talk you into things that you don't want. And you just tell us how many you want. We're going to give you the total. You send us a check. You put it on a credit card, however you want to pay for it. And then we ship it, registered, insured, U.S. mail to wherever you told us. And then you never hear from us again. We don't call you. We don't do any of that stuff. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Go Broncos. Now that the Cardinals are done. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow.